Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Love at First Psych, a Psych First Watch Rewatch podcast. I am your host, Jay Christie, joined as always by Andre Rera. Andre, how are you? Uh, I'm good. Um, yeah, it was, uh, I took half a day off today, just worked out, made some fried rice um, by scratch. It was great. It's good. Nice, how nice. I'm doing well. What would you, you put? How's the weather out there? It's, it's not bad. You know, it's uh, in the mid low 70s. Um, you know what's interesting? I've been watching a lot of, or I have been watching like British shows, mm-hmm. or like British YouTube channels, and I love that Americans describe as something as being good as uh, not bad, mm-hmm. and British people will be like, "Oh, it's quite good." Yes, like, that's like yeah. so so. Yeah, interesting. I always thought that British people were more of the pessimists than us. They are. Well, no, no, well, no. When British people say "quite good," they don't mean it's. You're you're missing it. The, quite good means bad. Like quite, they use quite as a modifier to mean not very. I remember I once like re- uh, saw like that a video make explaining any sense. this. It doesn't make sense to us, but when they say quite quite good is the same as like not good. Like uh, quite good is like ah, eh, it's not good, not that good. It's only it's only quite. If you think if you think about this right, imagine the word only in front of it. It's only quite good. Well, it's not bad either. But th- no, it's literally that's not bad. But that's because that's the way we use the word quite. They're using the word quite to mean not very, as opposed to only a little. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, I think, you know, honestly, it wasn't a video. I think I once heard Emily Blunt explain this in an interview. <laughs> now that I'm remembering, like, where I heard that. But yeah. So um, I think anyway. they, they invented the language. Also, he's he's sucking on a, on a caffeine-free Coca-Cola. What a yes. rare treat. I mean, in my unemployment, since I've been, my sleep schedule's all fucked up. I figured that, you know, because my, my, my natural schedule, if I don't have anything to do, like, truly it will take, like, three days for me to go into a, staying up till four, sleeping until one. And, like, it just, it will always happen. And the problem is, if I ever drink caffeine and I'm on that schedule, I'm staying up, I'll end up, like, not being able to fall asleep until, like, six in the morning and I don't need that. So, I decided to get caffeine-free Coca-Cola, because I love Coca-Cola, but I don't eat caffeine. Gotcha. I don't think caffeine does anything to me anymore. Yeah, I'm not a coffee drinker, so it does a decent amount to me. Yeah. Um, but also, what I was going to say that, um, of, you know, it's one of my favorite fun facts. I don't know if you knew this, because this is just, I'm just going off tangent. We talk about the British people inventing the language. I think you, I assume you know it's just because it feels like I think you would also find it interesting that, like, you know how when anything takes place in America, in like a movie around like the Revolutionary War, everyone has British accents, even though the accent back in the day in like 1700s britain was closer to an american accent than a british accent is today like people really? used yeah the british accent is actually the one that became more unique than the american accent was it like the mid-atlantic kind of deal it was no it's really hard to explain i remember i once went to a show at nyu where they did shakespeare and its original um pronunciation and it's like a lot of the consonant sounds sound more american but some of the vowel sounds sound almost like scottish um but basically a lot of it is just that a lot of what we know as like different british accent or different weird intonations that the british people do is let is not that we changed it it's that as like class issues continued in britain um they would like try to sound fancier but it's one of the reasons why you know how like soccer people you know people ascribe soccer to being an american thing but soccer actually was invented the term was invented in britain after the you know we split from them that um, rich people 
didn't want to call it football because they associated that with a poor person term. So they made up the term soccer as association football. But then we started using it because we it was imported to us by rich people. And we get called like, you know, dumb Americans for calling it soccer, even though they make, made up made it up. So wow. the more you know. Very I love shit like that. Anyway, I, I mean, I assume, duh. Um, yeah. So Henry gets home from work in True <laughs> Lies. 1987. Yes. And uh, who's sitting at the table? Yeah, Sean's sitting there uh, munching on some honeycombs. Um, Good cereal. Yeah, it's all right. I don't think I ever had it that much growing up. Um, and, you know, Henry at first is like, he thinks like there's a burglar in because like nobody should be home at that time. Um, which makes me wonder, what time did he get home at? Was it like in the morning still or what? I don't know. I've never been suspended from school, so I couldn't tell you. Uh, Yeah, shocker. Um, And so, yeah, he wonders why he's home from school so early. So Sean goes into like a crazy story about how this person was doing a presentation or some sort of... Hypnotism. Yeah, hypnotism like an assembly. Yeah, no, no, for Mm. sure. But like, like, what was the context? Like, there was like a fucking school like thing. There was, was a hit, yeah, at an assembly, he said. Assembly, he said the word assembly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so uh, this hypnotist, I guess, hypnotized a bunch of students. One of them, like, was convinced that somebody was a kangaroo, so got into a fight with them, but... No, he Mr. was convinced he was a kangaroo. Okay, so yeah, whatever. Mr. Detmer, the ex-Navy SEAL, uh, basically mm-hmm. broke it all up, and, you know, Henry automatically knows it's bullshit. He wants to see the notice of suspension from the school, mm-hmm. and, you know... Sean wants to know, like, how the hell does he know about, like, that he's lying about it? And he claims that he's a human lie detector, but also that, you know, he wow. he heard all the sentences that he said, and he drew truth from some of it, because mm-hmm. every lie is built on a kernel of truth. Mm-hmm. And what was the truth there? Uh, that Mr. Detmer was an ex-Navy SEAL, because it was far too specific of a detail. I will say, yeah, I will say, if you're trying to lie, it is good advice to try to pick one thing that is true. Like, try to, basically, like, I don't know where I, I've heard it said concisely, but, like, the best lie is the lie that has the least untrue things in it. You know what I mean? Like, try to make it as close, if you're trying to lie, make it as close to the truth as possible. Because then, you one, you can prove certain things, and because you sound more convincing, because some of the stuff you're saying is true. You know what I mean? You want me to tell you one of them that I had? Yes. so good. So one of my friends, one of my good friends, shouts to Michael Tuning, mm-hmm. um, he used to like to go to TJ, like every, mm-hmm. like, you know, once every, once in a you while. You go where? To TJ, Tijuana. Oh, okay. That's, yeah. I didn't but know. Like, just, just get your shit. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing that we say out here. Yeah, sorry. No worries. I, um, I mean, don't say sorry. I There's nothing I love more than a, a regional specific nickname. I just didn't know it. Yeah, very colloquial. <laughs> Um, so yeah, like you'd go down there obviously cause the drinking age is 18. Mm-hmm. So between the ages of 18 and 21, mm-hmm. you would go there to have, get your rocks mm-hmm. off essentially. Yeah. So I got so fucking tired of going that mm-hmm. I literally told him that I couldn't go to Mexico because I was an illegal immigrant. <laughs> and <laughs> so, so part of, so what I'm saying, part of it is true because my mom and my yeah. dad were both illegal yeah. for mm-hmm. until like 2005 or something. Yeah. Um, I was born in the United States, so I was legal. Yeah. But there was enough truth, and he knew that that was the case. Yeah. But if he was smart enough, he would have known that I had yeah. gone on summer vacation to Mexico all the fucking time. So, so I got out of going on these TJ trips um, by lying about it, and I only told him about it like years later. 
The one I always would use for a previous job, not my most recent job, I never actually did it for, but a, a job a couple times ago, twice I called in sick with a migraine um, because I didn't feel like going to work, uh, and, or I was hungover, but the thing I would always say I is, hope it's the second one. Depending on what it, I mean, I, what, one of the times was like right after I got out of college before I was like, you know, really knowing how to be. So like I was probably just like lazy, um, before I realized like hey Jake you it, you gotta just get up and go to work, um, but I remember what I always say when they would say oh I hope you're okay I would always say you know it's not as bad as when I got a migraine on Mother's Day at Epcot which is a real thing that happened and that's the thing I would always go back to like that actually is the thing that did happen to me once so anyway, um, yeah. well, so we cut to um, the present. sorry the last sorry the last yeah. thing that like Henry says to oh, right. is that if you lie this much. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, no one's ever going to believe you when you are like in need of something and it's serious. So it's basically, he warns them against the boy who cried wolf story. Exactly. Um, and so Sean is potting in the office. Um, and he's trying Not to in the do office it. at the police station, sorry, in, in the police station. And he's trying to get it through. Like he's basically trying to do almost like mini golf with people, you know? Um, yeah. and so, uh, apparently he tried it before with darts and didn't get a bullseye. He had a guy's eye. Um, and, well, uh, he, if he was, if he was, if he was cucking some, if the guy who he hit was cucking somebody's wife, technically he would get the bullseye. That's correct. By the way, speaking of, uh, does I just, I let me actually, um, send you this cause I saw it, uh, on Twitter, but, uh, this is an unrelated thing cause I'm watching the Florida Utah game in the background folks. This is when we're recording. And they're but, getting fucking rolled, right? It's it's seventeen to three, but it was like I'll say this: there was a this is a real thing that happened in this game, Andre. The Utes were punting it to Florida, uh, and Florida was going to get the ball back. Right? It was fourth and three. Florida just gets the ball, fair catch, but a flag goes down. I'm like, what the hell happened? Just a fair catch. Florida didn't get the ball because it was a five yard penalty because it was a uniform violation where two different players were wearing three at the same time. <laughs> Oh my god! On defense and offense, or no, no on the same play, yeah. Because you, you can wear it on defense and offense in Florida. Because I mean, in uh, college. college, because there are too many players on the field to, you know, re- uh, register. But still, um, wow. But no, uh, yeah, they're getting rolled. But I'm sending you a photo, and I want you to tell the audience what this photo is of. This is from today. <laughs> it just got delivered. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a man at the Utah. Uh, they're playing in Utah, I assume. Yes, yes. So it's his uh, Salt Lake City. Uh, yes. No. Okay. Yes. Yeah, and he's wearing an Aaron Hernandez jersey, who is an up upstanding citizen. Yeah. You know, anyway, didn't do anything wrong. So Lassie kicks the ball, and um, while he's putting. Yes, and uh, he's him and Jules are escorting uh, someone uh, into the police station. Who is it? Uh, it is Lion Ryan Bainsworth. Uh, yes. Apparently, he's a guy who has uh, the habit of lying about being the witness to crimes. And so he's got several fake tips for for various amount of crimes that would lead to wild goose chases. So the police are tired of him, and they're so glad that he finally literally has blood on his hands. Yes, he killed someone. Um and I, I, I love that he has like a habit of lying. It's like the thing that's crazy about this episode to me is that somehow he is able to hold down a job and keep an apartment because he seems like he's like fully should be in an institution. <laughs> like he just, I don't know how he functions. But anyway, 
Correct. He calls out to Sean and Gus and says, hey, the guy with the great hair, we worked at Bush Gardens one year. And the white guy too, which I do love. I love that bit. Um, yeah. And Sean asks, how can you tell if someone's a, uh, a compulsive liar, provided their pants aren't on fire? I That's before what you said, but I think that it's funny. Um, and then Sean does his Jules voice. Uh, mm-hmm. And um, we learn basically, yeah, that instead of just talking about a crime, he committed one. And so we go into the observation room where Lassie is interrogating him. And there is a Dr. Mori who Sean has a question about his expertise. Yeah. Um, he wants to know, basically, um, I, actually, I didn't write that down, so I don't know. What it he is. wants to know that uh, Gus, to, to, he wants him to look at Gus because Gus is has said that he is insane in the membrane. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I remember that. I didn't think it was noticeable enough to... Or... Sorry. You know okay. what? That was a song for some reason my dad would always say. Like, he's insane in the membrane. You know how, like, there's... You actually probably wouldn't know this. It's a very Who's white it by? dad Who's thing. It by? Who's it what? by? Who's it by? Well, you just broke up, but the answer to who it's by is Cypress Hill. Oh, attaboy. Um, Cypress Hill is notable to me for a lot of reasons, but because I used to, I don't know if I still do, I used to have memorized the list of every person or group that's been banned from SNL, and they were banned from SNL for smoking weed on stage in like 1995. Like before that was the thing that was... Yeah. I mean, the thing about that one is, like, that is, especially in the 90s, I, I... it's illegal, and it's like, and the, the thing too about the people who've gotten banned from SNL. The main thing that happens is if you do something that's unscripted, which I know that we talked about, you don't watch SNL. People, I've seen people complain like, "Why is it? Don't you want people to have fun?" It's like, no, no, no. But if you're running a live show and you have to do it a certain amount of time, you can't, you can't be doing that. You can't be uh, smoking weed. Or I remember one band guy banned for lighting something on fire. You know. Anyway, um, and so he is Ryan is uh, being asked to give his confession to. Uh, Lassie, um, because apparently he killed a super, um, and haven't we all been there? But apparently the super was there by accident. He was he was there at the wrong time. He you was know, just weird. there. I've f- never had a super. I've had a super once actually, but yeah, I've had a super good time at like Six Flags. Mm, never actually been to Six Flags, but I've had a super good. Super Is good there time Six Flags in Florida? No, there's one in New Jersey, but I never went to that. So. By the way, I don't think I ever told you, but um, I got my trip postponed to zero nine twelve through zero nine fourteen. Sorry, I don't know why I'm saying it that way, but September twelfth. I, I can, I can tell what that means. I understand. <laughs> no, no, I know. I don't know why I said it that way though. That's strange. Um, so I'm definitely gonna check out the place, uh, the ramen place that your yeah. brother suggested. Dom- yeah, Domo. Yes. Anyway, so Ryan mentions that he had accidentally clogged his garbage disposal with cinnamon sticks and lemon wedges and that the polarity of the sink was off. So the super was there to fix it. Um, and that he only found him uh, dead when he came himself. And who does he say was responsible for this murder? He said it's one assassin. No, 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 no. Wait, two assassins. Mm-hmm. Um, and he describes when he was at, I think, at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to get the uh, papas fritas, do, papas dos quesos fritos doble. The name, of, it's not proper Spanish, but the name of the dish, and this is important for psych lore, and that if you go on r slash psych about once a week, someone will say, I made fries, cuatro quesos, dos fritos. Like, this is like I the food that, of psych. I need it. It looks, I mean, first of all, they're not fries when you see the picture. No, of course not. Of course not. But, no, but they're like, fried. Yeah, it looks like arroncini. Yes. I mean, they, I, I'll say this. Having made like fried potatoes, 
I think Sean is right that they have to parboil them first. Because if you put straight up... I don't up even know what that means. Parboil means to basically, like, halfway cook something in boiling water so that you don't fully cook it. But the idea basically is that if you cook, put potatoes directly into a fryer without par-cooking them, or at least frying them at a very low temperature, the outside of them will crisp up too quickly and the inside won't get fully like creamy it will instead get like hard and so that's why if you have fries at a restaurant usually what they'll do is that they will do one to either they will parboil them or they'll fry them at like 300 degrees very low for like 20 minutes and then freeze them and then finish them afterwards not like to save time but because you want to slowly cook the inside and then quickly cook the outside afterwards that's how you get a crispy fry gotcha okay yeah um, so that's a little tip. Like- also, it works with air fryers too. If you're making anything fried, at, like a fries in the air fryer, do it at like 300 for like 20 minutes. Take it out and then do it for like five minutes at 400. Okay, good to know. Anyway, yes, it sounds delicious. Um, and so yes, it's it's a potato stuff with four cheeses, fried, fried three quarters of the way, taken out, bat, uh, covered in bat- batter. Fried again. I mean, over, I think, a sour cream, chive, aioli, something like that. Aioli, I think is what it was, or something like that. Yeah, um, sure. Holy shit. Uh, I mean, wow. <laughs> what? No, I mean, yeah, like, just thinking about it. It sounds incredible. Yeah. Oh, my God. I um, need it. I need it. Yeah, so you, so you understand. When, so it's not surprising to you that that's, like, a thing that people on psych fans make if there's, like, a psych meetup, you know? You gotta make it. Um Anyway, I have heard that. I remember binging with Babish, the guy on YouTube who remakes stuff. He said that. that I, was hate a I hate Why? him. I hate him. Why? Get him. Because I, once I saw his fucking face and what he mm-hmm. looked like, I was like, no. Get him out. <laughs> you have, like, the lowest bar for disliking people. <laughs> I know. I know. I just, like, I liked it better when it was anonymous. Like, I just, like, get Fair. him out. I mean, it, it's he got, fair. To, like, he got a little too big for his britches. I know. it. Yeah, he did, absolutely. Yes, he's uh. He got too big for his britches. He got tired of go- going by the name of a minor character on the West Wing. Um, and so Babish sure. comes from Oliver Babish, played by Oliver Platt in a bunch of episodes of the West Wing. Anyway, um, so he talks about, oh, bless you, about an assassination plot he overheard when he was eating those from a guy with curly hues on his face. Um, and I do love here where Sean says that he has to be lying because about the potato needs to be parboiled. But, and I'm just going to run through some of these things because there's so many details. And I wrote yeah. them all down because I have seen this episode many times, so I know what to remember. Because you're a sicko? That that actually is not why I would write something down. I'm actually bad at taking notes generally. I just knew what to write down because I know what comes back. Uh, he was going to kill someone with his bu- belt buckle, and he only saw, looked over to them because he heard a truck go by and uh, looked at the storefront across the street. Um, and he apparently, they knew where to find him, the assassins, because he was putting up flyers asking around, which is dumb. And, uh, uh yeah. Um, but Sean has a very, he has two very important questions. One, what is the name of the restaurant? And do you remember what the second one was? Not specifically, but generally. Uh, what's the name of the restaurant? And, oh man, I don't know. Can I substitute? Uh, yeah, this is where it was. Can I substitute a sour cream chive aioli? I think is what it was. And this, if it helps, I believe substitutions are allowed. Yeah, no, that that that, that does sound right. Um, yeah, I think you know, I would go with like a for that. I would go with like a smoky chipotle sauce. Yes, um, yeah. I feel like this might have been like before, like chipotle sauces were like. I mean, obviously at Mexican restaurants they would, but I feel like now that's like a standard condiment when it doesn't feel like it always was. 
in my life. Yeah, basically, but like like a you know like a like a mm, like almost like a ranch chipotle kind of deal. Yeah, what I'm thinking well, like the. The color of sauce I'm looking for, and this is going to sound gross because I'm just going to compare it to another food, but you almost want a sauce that's like the color of salmon. Like, you know what I mean? Like a lightish, reddish, yes, something yes, that's got yes, yes. got some fat in it, got some, maybe some ranch, maybe, but but also some something smoky. Yeah, I think you you need the smokiness to balance out all the richness. That's, I think, a must. Um, Correct. And so the doctor, Dr. Mori, basically says that, uh, he explains what a compulsive Darryl liar Maury. is. Yeah, exactly. Daryl Mori. Um, he explains that personalities don't matter and all that matters are spreadsheets. No, um, that he explains that compulsive liars lie in order to seem valuable and that he does believe that, uh, it's possible for him to have escalated to murder to make himself feel, um, valuable. But Sean has one, he's got one, uh, little, he's got one problem with that assessment. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I mean, he just, well, I don't know what it is, but he basically thinks that Ryan's telling the truth this time. Exactly, yes. Okay, yeah. He thinks that this is the one time that you can believe a pathological liar. Yes. I don't know why. We'll find out. Yeah. But also, I will say, he is a compulsive liar as opposed to a pathological liar. Not, not that there's not that the difference actually What's matters difference? that much. The difference is a pathological liar believes that someone who can lie without showing any physical signs, whereas a compulsive liar is someone who's unable to stop lying. I see. Okay. Yeah. Like a pathological liar is someone who like, you know, I, I think actually the difference would be that a pathological liar lies in order to get things they want, whereas a compulsive liar literally can't help themselves from lying. Um, I see. So like what? Like a pathological liar would be like someone that's like typically associated with being a sociopath? Yes. I believe that that's generally what it is. I think the, the, because the thing about compulsive liars is like they li- in actual like real life, there are some people who are so compulsive that they can, you know they lose their ten- tenor of reality because they can't, you know, um, help themselves. Obviously there's not as bad versions of it, but yeah, I think, I think it actually is a condition that can get you, you know, in an asylum or something. I mean, maybe not asylum. It doesn't really exist anymore, but, um, anyway, uh, so Ch- Gus thinks that Sean's just doing this out of pride, but of course Sean mm-hmm. got his, gr- his jeans in a garage. So not know. a garage sale, a literal garage. I get, um, I mean, so those jeans actually look pretty nice. I don't know. You know, that must've been a good garage. Yeah, if you're into like boot cut jeans, sure. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I wasn't really looking at the cut so much. But when he said a garage, I was thinking that like they, they you would think they'd be more weathered if you bought them in a garage. Um, but well, uh, I mean, garage warehouse. I don't know. Don't yeah. Know. But anyway, so um, Sean Gus is like, well, you have to investigate on your own. But of course, Sean's like, well, my first place I'm gonna go is to go to the restaurant, and so Gus like, I'll drive. And yeah, correct. sure enough, the th- one of the things that Ryan was telling the truth about was the fries, cuatros, quesos, dos fritos. Um, yes, they look amazing. Um, again, they're not fries. That's a misnomer. Of course. Um, but the first thing Sean notices is that this is not a family. I mean, this is a family establishment. So yeah. it'd be really weird to see two shady looking dudes just mm-hmm. hanging out. Um, so when the waitress comes to check on their food, he basically asks, you know, have you seen uh, two shady-looking individuals? La- mm-hmm. Was it last night, I think? Or two nights ago? At some point. Yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. And she says yes. And they were very sh- shady guys. And on top of that, their order was very weird. All they ordered was beer, a cup of water with cinnamon and lemon wedges. Yes, which is what which Ryan... just ha- yeah. yeah, which just so happens to be the ingredients that were stuck in the in his garbage disposal. 
Well, that's what he says was Sean Scarpa's disposal. Who knows Correct. what that actually was? Um, and so I Sean, took him for his word. I don't know why. I'm Sean uh, Sean mentions that he's psychic, and the waitress asks for him to do his her niece's sixth birthday party. Um, and you know, but what she does mention that the guys were totally creepy, and that they scared the hostess. And so they ask the hostess um, about. Him, and she mentions that one of them had a handlebar mustache, which of course is like curly cues on one's face. And Gus says, like, um, the hamburglar. Sean, of course, points out that that was Mary McCheese. And then Gus says a series of words that I actually alluded to when I got the, when we were talking about the Grimace shake like a couple months ago. And I said, I didn't want to tell you because whenever I think of Grimace, I think of a psych quote. And the psych, I. And literally every time I see the name Grimace, I think of Grimace. Now that brother was funny. Okay. <laughs> now, I'm gonna think, now I'm going to think about Grimace to Jackson. Yeah, uh, that too. I think this this whole bit is one of my favorite bits in all of a second. <laughs> yeah. So, I gave yeah, you Vin Diesel. <laughs> they go over everything, basically. Um, Gus is trying to argue that Grimace is a brother. Mm-hmm. Um... I don't think that's cancelable. Like, can I? No, I think you're fine. He says he, yeah, he yeah. says he was a brother, and then yeah. but he's amoeba. He was a black amoeba. Show. <laughs> he was purple. He was also the thing too about it. Even if you go to like the history of Grimace, Grimace was originally a chicken nugget, but they thought it was weird to put like he, he didn't. So like in his original design, he was supposed to be like chicken nugget colored. So I see. Yeah, he's definitely not. Um, He's definitely not supposed to be uh, a brother, but he's purple. Once again, I gave you Vin Diesel. Now, of course, Vin Diesel is actually both, so that is that that is an accurate thing to argue about. But is that uh, is that actually confirmed? Or yes, is that just yeah. off of what he said. No, he is. He's he's uh, also you can definitely. I'll say this with his. He has a twin brother who's not bald, and you can definitely tell. Not oh, identical. Not identical, but yeah, he has a twin brother who's not bald, and like yeah, you can tell. What's his name? Mike Sinclair. Uh, something like that. Okay. Anyways. Uh, so, yeah. Um, basically, she, the hostess leads them to the valet. valet attendant. And, you know, they talk to the valet now. And he tells them that they were talking about money. Um, mm-hmm. He overheard them talking about money. And one of them slipped the other person a bag of cash. But only tipped 50 cents to mm. the valet attendant. So that's just, you know. That's a so how much do you method. usually tip to a valet? Um, if it's a really hard place to park, mm-hmm. probably like 10 bucks. Okay, good to know. Um, yeah. If it's like, well, I mean, I mean, okay, here in Los Angeles, it's like there's usually a minimum. Like mm-hmm. there's a price for the valet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so you pay that and then it just depends how much cash I have on me. Yeah. Whatever I have in cash, I don't mm-hmm. typically have more than like 25 yeah. bucks. So mm-hmm. it's either five or a ten if I have a ten on me. Nice, nice. Um, and so Sean and Gus head back to the police station. They want to speak to uh, Ryan because they think that you know he's not actually lying. But Vic catches them and is basically like, "No, we're not going to go with anything Ryan says. We've been burned too many times." And for once, like they're not able to. You know, you, you joke a lot about how they're able to sneak around the police station and do shit. This is the one time that they're like, no, that they're on, they're being surveilled. They're not going to be able to uh, talk to him or go forward unless they get something concrete. Correct. Which, you know, fair enough. And, um, yeah, this isn't the case for them. So mm-hmm. 
get on your way. So this is when we start talking about Grimace again. Um, this is when we get the full name, Grimace T. Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, Gus tries to you know vouch for his bona fides as a member of the community. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have this conversation on their way to Ryan's apartment, and mm-hmm. they basically accost uh, a neighbor of theirs, saying mm-hmm. that um, Sean is there as a, a representative of the Big Uncles program, which is like a, mm-hmm. an offshoot of the Big Brother Big, big sister. I mean, I suppose it's not real, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, correct. Um, and he introduces Gus as Hollaback Atcha, mm-hmm. which is... Yeah, mm-hmm. I think this is my favorite one so far. Wow, I wouldn't even put that in my top ten. I think you and I have a very different taste. I, mo- mine are almost always ones that are structured like a name. I don't really love the ones that are just like one thing. Um, actually, no, that's not true necessarily. Wait, but so I, you liked it or you didn't like this one? I, it's, I mean, I like all of them, but it's not in my top ten, definitely. Oh, it's in my top five for sure. Yeah. Just because uh, I'm such a huge fan of the Hollaback Girl uh, mm. song. My favorite of the ones that we've seen thus far, I think that my top three, I know my top three are generally, my, the, one, the only one of them my top three has been said so far, which is Lavender Gooms. Um, but anyway. I'd have to look at it. I'm like, I don't yeah. have that muscle. Don't worry. Of course that. not. Of course not. I mean, I've seen the show a million times. Uh, and so they let them in and they go into. Uh, Ryan's apartment, and they see that there's blood splatter everywhere. Uh, yes, there's blood splatter everywhere, and it's like I, I got my like inner Dexter on. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever watched that show. I didn't. But know. basically, the blood pattern doesn't match with how Ryan mm-hmm. showed up at the police station, where all the only blood that was on his person was on his hands, mm-hmm. and if the arterial, um, you know. Uh, blood spatter mm-hmm. uh, were to match up with it, he would have it all over his body, all over mm. his clothes. So, you know, he clearly just got there at the end mm. of, you know, while he was already dead or like towards the end yeah. of his life. So he's uh-huh. not the killer. And they also make one other discovery about a thing uh, Ryan was telling the truth about. Uh, yeah, he was also right about. Um, um oh that he, he worked at, he did work at bush, <laughs> Garden. bush gardens correct yes he did work there yes correct and it was with someone who looks like koku beware and so gus mentioned that they can't you know get to ryan while he's in police custody and then sean says bingo it's like don't say bingo cranium i'll play some cranium see i there forgot how quickly it comes there you back go. Yeah, yeah i knew it came back um and so they their are plan. The... Their plan now is to bail out Ryan. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're gonna empty out the fucking vault for mm-hmm. um, from Psych, mm-hmm. and they head to the police station with their bail money in hand. And you know, Lassie is in a bad mood. Um, he doesn't see. I mean, I don't know why he's mad. Why is he mad again? He's mad because he went was in court all day, and the defense yes. attorney didn't show up. Okay, yeah, that's what it was. Okay, correct. I didn't write it down. I knew that it was important yeah. later. So, but and but Sean and Gus, they don't follow orders well unless it's to get on the dance floor, raise the roof, make some noise with a Z. Um, and they moonwalk their way out of there with their bail yeah. uh, documentation in hand. Yes. And so now so they can talk to him. They let him out, and he's like, "I'm a little hungry." You know why he owns a restaurant? Who who is he own a restaurant with? Ah, oh, fuck! It was like a football <laughs> player. Yeah, we are. You know, like I, it's not just mine. I actually co-own it with Mike Ditka. You guys eat wild oh, yeah. game, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I just love the just the riffs he does with just like the lines. It's just it's funny. It's very funny to me. Um, and so as they're uh, you know walking down the street, he mentions that 
he did overhear a time, a place, and a name. Yes, uh, correct. He heard all these things. Unfortunately for them, they're the most like nebulous of clues. Mm. Um, mm. It was about the time being between 10 and 4.30. Mm. I have to assume that's during the day. Mm-hmm. Um, the address was 420 something mm-hmm. and the alleged person that's going to get killed is Tom, yeah. which seems very flimsy. You know, it's mm-hmm. very hard, you know, to find all these things within, you know, granted Santa Barbara isn't the biggest city in the world, but also it's, you know, that's, it's hard. Yeah. And so he has to jet off because he's teaching a water aerobics class. Um, and, uh, they're like, you know, whatever we'll work without him. They're going to stop for tacos. Um, and so we got back to the psych office, and um, Goss is going through. He's on the phone. He's cl- he's calling every address that begins with a four twenty. And Sean whirls in with a smoothie. Do you think uh, it's like a pothead joke? What? Do you think four twenty pothead joke? Uh, maybe. I mean, I mean, it's not really subtle if it is, but maybe. Okay. Well, I was just curious. Um, and uh, Sean gives one. This actually might. Hmm. One of my favorite don't bees, just because it's so funny to me. Goss, don't be this crevice in my arm. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, he has a smoothie. And the problem, of course, is that there are two, there are seven hundred addresses that begin with four hundred. Sorry, they begin with four twenty. And I find that hard to believe personally. That's fair. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, there's a lot, and um, they some of them are apartment buildings. So who even knows what you know who they need to call and so for one of the many times gus is like i'm actually gonna do my real job yeah he's gonna be a pharmaceutical tech uh mm-hmm. a pharmaceutical salesman sorry not tech mm-hmm. um so yeah uh basically sean next scene sean brings henry over the human mm-hmm. lie detector to take the temperature mm-hmm. on um ryan ryan yeah mm-hmm. ryan um and you know, Ryan starts denying all the things that he said to Sean and Gus earlier. So Henry notices that he's basically lying about lying. Mm-hmm. So there must be some sort of truth, but he still like thinks he's a fucking quack or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so he takes off. You know, he's kind mm-hmm. of pissed off that he got brought there. And the next time he's mm-hmm. going to get charged a consultant fee. He's going to charge mm-hmm. a consultant fee. Yep. Fair enough. Yeah. And so once he leaves out the door, Ryan basically acts like... <laughs> Um, you know, he admits that, yeah, he was lying to him because he doesn't know who he can trust. Yeah. And, and he's li- yeah, he says that he has a face guy that they can, you know, get new identities. Um, and yeah, he clearly is. He's so far, uh, so far afield gone. from reality. Um, yeah. And so Sean kind of breaks up. He's like, no, stop it. Your life is in danger. Pretend like I'm Alfred and you can be like, he says basically that Batman takes off the cowl, you know. And um He's trying to get through to him. It's obviously not working once again because he has a medical condition. Um, mm. And uh, Gus ends up calling them, though. He figured it out. What what address is it? Like, what 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 is the place going to be? It's 420 Main Street, and it is a um, hospital. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, they Sean meets them meets him there mm-hmm. along with Lassie and Jules. And apparently, according to Ryan, the target of the assassination is Tom Lieber. There's a yes. Tom. That's at 420 Main Street. Mm-hmm. In the hospital. In the hospital. And the yeah. visit, basically they can, they narrow it down because the visiting hours are um, 10 to 430. So. Okay. Uh, I didn't even pick that up. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, the idea. Okay, gotcha. So mm-hmm. yeah, apparently 
it's Tom Lieber. Ryan asks for police protection. Um, and, you know, they, they, they hear the words, you're killing, ah, you're yeah. killing me. Mm-hmm. Ah. So they jump into that room and sure enough, Tom Lieber's in bed, but he's playing a video game. So mm-hmm. someone's literally killing yeah. him on the video game. Maybe yeah. Fortnite. I don't know. And basically Tom Lieber is in there because he was hit by a Buick. Um, and he has no, he lost his memory. Uh, last Tuesday, and um, yeah, you know he's not doing he's not doing great, but he's also not someone who's going to be helpful because he doesn't remember much. Uh, and Sean and Gus still believe that he's in danger, but uh, Lassie and Jules uh, do not. Sean asks him though, like, are you blackmailing anyone? Uh, are you part of Treadstone? Don't answer that. You know, great, good. Job. Is that a Bourne thing? Yes, Treadstone is the organization in the Bourne movies. Okay, um, and. Uh, yeah, apparently we learned that he just works from home, but he goes out to get new games on Tuesdays, and uh, that must have been, he was on a Pombo Street, must have been where he got hit uh, by a car. Yeah, he has like a little bit of amnesia going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah he works He works from home processing mattress manufacturer complaints, which just yeah. seems like a hellish job, honestly. Yeah, I can, as someone who works in the credit department of a wallpaper and fabric company, that sounds familiar. Um, yeah. So Lassie, at least that job I was talking to people. <laughs> yes, um, Lassie reminds Sean after the fact that he's so far away from connecting the murder to anyone but Ryan, mm-hmm. so they get kicked out. But um, Lassie gets a call, and I love this shout out to Soup Plantation, which is one of my favorite fucking places on this. Now, planet. do you know the do you know the oh, fact you know the thing about Soup Plantation with the name of it, right? No, uh, I everywhere don't. outside of Southern California, it's not called Soup Plantation. It's called What's Sweet Tomatoes. Oh. Tomato. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It used to be called Sweet Tomatoes here, too. Yeah. I don't know why. I forget why, but yeah. I also do, I actually think most of them closed down during the pandemic. Uh, they did. The one that was closest to us closed down. I don't know if the one in Pasadena yeah. is still around, but I would yeah. fucking love to find out because I used to yeah. love that place so yeah. much. And so, yeah, they are um, completely useless. And they're kind of they're screwed. So they end up going to the police station the next day. Um, oh, sorry. Uh, Lassie gets a call about a murder. Uh, and uh, who is it? Uh, it is the DA on the case that he's been working the def- on. The defense so attorney. Was... The defense attorney. Yeah, yeah. Which is not DA, unfortunately. I mean, you'd think, but. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah, district attorney. Oh, my God, my bad. Um, I've watched so many years of Law and Order. Uh, you know, honestly. Yeah. Shame on me. Uh, but yeah, so that explains why he didn't show up to the court mm-hmm. the day that Lassie was all cranky about. And, um, yeah, so basically Sean tries to tell Jules that there's something up. And while that's going on, Ryan is in cosplay as a doctor. So just adding further to his reputation as a I, fucking liar. I, also, I just love the line he says to the woman. You know, after seven years of neurosurgery, people ask me if I have a god complex. I say we have a complex god. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I just love this episode so much. The line, it's just there's so many I'm lines so, that I just. I'm yeah. so glad you do. I'm sure I, I'm not surprised you don't like it as much as I do. I feel like yeah. I, the thing is, I think that you, and this is going to sound like I'm give, maybe being mean to myself, but I with like I just don't care nearly as much about the plots. I, it, I I like an episode if it has lines I like more than you know. I mean more the, more so than with Monk, where it's very plot dependent. Um, Fine. No, I'm. I think that I come out looking bad with me saying that. Don't, don't take it as an insult to. to oh, I'm you. not. I'm not. Oh. Not at all. No. Um. But uh. Yeah. Anyway. So 
you know, they get to the, they go back to the station the next day. Sean says he's going to do like a trip. He's on thin ice, but he's going to do like a triple accident land in a camel toe. Um, and, uh, you know, they, in order to make nice to the chief, they brought her a container of fries, quattro, quesos, dos fritos. Correct. Yeah, they bring that. And um, I like, there's like a nice camel toe joke, which is always funny. I already mentioned it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I um, only said it in that tone because I saw you looking down and I'm like, this, he's not listening. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm ordering Taco Bell. Um, <laughs> that's, that's, so, it's always okay to not listen then. Yeah. Vic, she already like picked up on this. So she's looking into the case and no, the DA was not the victim of the assassination plot hmm. yeah. because the lawyer was killed before Ryan had even heard about the plot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, impossible. Now, what's the problem with fried squatros quesos dos frito in this situation? It doesn't travel well. Which, which happens a lot with fried food. It happens the most with ramen. It's terrible. Yeah, a lot. I mean, it's just anything Stinks. that's like anything that is about like having a good texture. It's hard because there's you. It's you're basically like cooking it a little longer, no matter what, because you're inherently steaming it. You know what I mean? By having it, yeah, 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 yeah. For instance, like dim sum is mm-hmm. horrible when you get it fucking delivered. Mm-hmm. Um, what else is really bad? Um, yeah, like Taco Bell's fine. Like burgers are fine. Fry. Like, I think French fries is the one I think I'm mostly being bad. If you get in a container that's not like doesn't have holes, it's a real problem. You know what? I don't really care about that. Is it weird? I mean, it's fine. It's but it's not as good. I mean, it's, I, I say fries are actually not the best. As I, as I said, in different anything that's like a more fancy than a fry. Like I can understand why fries, cuatros, queso, sauce, frito don't travel well because there's so much about maintaining their shape. And I feel like if you were to like steam them, it would, they would definitely fall apart. That's right. I, I can okay. imagine. Anyway. Yeah. 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 Steam Buzz interrupted. Uh, Buzz interrupts them and says that they got some surveillance video from near where the DA was found. And so, yeah, yeah. yeah, so they go to look at the videotape, and mm-hmm. what they see on there is that Tom Lieber is running away from where the body was found. So, mm-hmm. right now, it looks like he killed a lawyer and mm-hmm. he got hit on, by a car on his way out. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the cops are like willing to go on that theory mm-hmm. and they go. Mm-hmm. But Sean doesn't think Lieber is a killer because they, they stop the tape, they rewind it, and they mm-hmm. see two shadows. Mm-hmm. in the background so that matches up with ryan mm-hmm. well, with what ryan was saying about two assassins being mm-hmm. on the case yes essentially and so they go to the they go to the hospital to try to tell the cops that lieber is in danger still and when they uh go lieber's gone um and jewel says that he's on the lamb and another line i think of a lot of if he's on the lamb he won't get very far alpaca different story those things really fly I think of that almost every time I see an alpaca. This episode was just on a lot, and also I'm a big fan. I, I don't know. I, I love lines. What do you want me to tell you? Um, Matt, you're, you're it's why writer. it's uh, some might say that it's why I'm not as good of a writer as I could be. Um, and when I say <laughs> well, some, I would say me. Honestly, <laughs> plot well, was de- plot is definitely the thing that I struggle with most, and is spoiler alert actually much more important than writing clever lines. Um, sorry, not plot, like writer. structure. I mean, I mean, I will learn it. That's why. I, Whenever people are jaded about going to art school, whatever, it's like, I'm not jaded at all about going to school for writing because I did not know how to structure anything. Like, I just would write funny jokes, which is fine, but, like, that's not... That and 275 will get you riding the subway. Anyway, um, so, uh, yeah, he's on the lam, and um, they decide that they're going to go try to find him, and they get into their car, and who's in the backseat of the car? Um... On uh, Tom Lieber and Ryan are both in the car. Tom is wearing like some fucking like um, tennis outfit. 
Yeah, I mean, no, he had, no, it's because he has a head wound. He is wearing a thing around his head. Oh, I thought he was wearing a headband. And no. And he seemed like he was wearing, okay, I, I completely fucking did not yeah. get that. And so Anyways. Ryan says they need to drive. They're being chased by the assassins. And so there's a bit where Gus is, swerve, you know. It's a long bit. He's like, he's fucking driving all over town. Yes. Based on the fact that all of this is in here and that we get the extended theme song, I suspect that this episode came in pretty short. Um, I see. Yeah. uh, And also, I honestly think that that might, I I imagine that they probably would want to have cut out the valet bit too, because that really doesn't do much for the plot. Um, Just a thing I noticed. Um, Correct. And so... Gus ends up thinking, like, wait, no, we're not being chased. He's lying. And so he pulls into an alley and is ready to stop. Everyone can get out. But as he's about to leave the alley, turns out they were being chased. Correct. Yeah. I thought it was going to be the case where, like, someone Mm -hmm. didn't... That it wasn't going to be, the like, what they thought. But, yeah. Mm -hmm. Luckily, they're speeding down the alley. Mm -hmm. They get cut off by another car. Mm -hmm. Um, So they have a little bit of time. Like, these guys just automatically start fucking shooting. They're Mm -hmm. not even asking questions. They're just, like... Mm-hmm. taking shots really bad shots by the way yeah so tom ryan sean and gus are kind of like mm-hmm. taking refuge behind a trash can yeah dumpster uh, sh- uh sean convinces um tom is it tom no or and gus ryan no yeah no he gus convinces gus to go gus and tom to go yeah gus uh, and tom to like head out they shoot at them mm-hmm. they don't get anywhere near them mm-hmm. um so it's just ryan and sean to, con- to now in their in in the defense the of their bad shooting the one guy has like a fucking desert eagle which is famously like not a very accurate weapon <laughs> and he's also shooting it like fucking sideways. yeah yeah, yeah. it's just he's yeah. not he has got really bad for an assassin he's actually pretty bad at shooting not that I know a ton about how to shoot a gun, but like that's not how you do it. Nah, but if you're an assassin, like that's yeah. that's got to be in yeah. your repertoire. Yeah, you got you anyway. got to do the you got to do the Tom Cruise and collateral, the uh, two to the chest, one to the head. <laughs> God, I need, that's in, that's on my rewatch list. Um, yeah, I anyways. mean, I before Ferrari, man. Before I Ferrari, only saw, I only saw that movie once, and it was when it came out. I saw, I've seen it twice, but God, that movie is so fucking great. Um, yeah. So, anyways. anyways. Um, so yeah, they're Sean and, um, Ryan are confronted by the two assassins. Well, no, they're not confronted. Sean, they like, they, I, I the thing, the they open themselves like up here, to it. Yeah. The one I like here is that you see the parallel between the two of them. That despite the fact that Ryan is like compulsive about it and can't stop, they both have the bizarre confidence to just be like, yeah, we're just going to talk our way out of this, you know? And they right. basically convince them that, uh, they have 20 officers around the corner. Yeah, they do. Um, you know, he tries to basically, yeah, just buy some time, like they always do, typically. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, the assassins aren't really buying it at first. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, I mean, I'm just going to cut to it. They yeah. do have the backup. Yes. Because the cops show up and they bust mm. them. And, yeah, that's it. Yep. And uh, they uh, we then see the end bit where Ryan is, you know, he's a, he says he's, he's done lying. Which, of course, is not possible because he has a compulsion. But he uh, he actually he's headed off. He's leaving town, and where's he going? He is going to. Uh, he doesn't say where it is, but no. he does say that he's going to pilot uh, an air balloon, specifically which, Captain, which is dumber. <laughs> okay, yeah. So he's gonna do that. Um, mm-hmm. I hope it's in Pamukkale um, or Cappadocia. That'd be great for him. Um, uh-huh. And so, yeah, that's kind of like he just kind of leaves them at that. Mm-hmm. I hope he paid them. I doubt it. But after that, they kind of like talk about it. And 
they're kind of interested in going on this trip. And to be honest with you, I'm like surprised that Gus would even want to be involved yeah, in this I agree. situation. Yeah, mm-hmm. it seems very rare, but yeah. And so uh, they, they they are like, no, nah, he must be lying. But Sean, of course, calls Shotgun, which I don't know if you can do it on Hot Air Balloon, but the episode ends. And thus does our episode end. Why do you give this episode a 10? I gave it a 7. Wow, I give this episode an 8.5. No, I'm curious, what no. do you like about this episode? I'm just curious, is it just the, the plot doesn't make sense? Uh, it's it's that, and it's also like it didn't really move me in any way. Like, um, there was not enough Henry in it. Um, mm. There isn't enough Jules or Lassie. Um, it's kind of just like, yeah, I don't know. It's not enough of like our main, I mean, we have the two main characters, yeah. obviously. But it's not enough of like the side characters that are like really involved in mm-hmm. it and like in a fun or like interesting way. Mm-hmm. That I completely understand. I I honestly just couldn't because re- I, I think of of episodes that have lines I quote this probably is the most because there's at least four things that I think of a lot. Um, yeah, fair enough. Specifically, fair grimace. Enough. Grimace that brother was funny is just like I think just masterful comedy. Right? <laughs> no, there's good stuff there, and like that's these are one of the things that you pick up on when you watch a show multiple. Of times. Of course, like, I agree. Yeah, on a first-time anyway. watch, it's, it's yeah. yeah. Anyway, I, I do think, I, I suspect, I don't really know for sure, because I am I kind of am, I don't really know what you love a lot, perfectly, but I think that you'll be pleased with next week. Because um, next week, I think, is the first of episodes that feels like a full-on genre exercise, as opposed to just, like, uh Episodic? Like, no, I said like a genre, I mean, like, in terms of, like, the way it's shot, the way it's, like written it's a full-on like i mean you'll know what it's parodying when i say the title of it um no you know what okay let me just interrupt you for a second yeah what i'll say about this is like for whatever reason this i mean i don't know if i'm wrong or if i'm right Mm -hmm. but this show so far seems way more week by week than monk did i think that that's fair there's so few things that like tie you to like seasons yes i think that's true I mean, yes. I think Monk has the big thing. I think one of the big things about correct. Monk is yes, that it correct. has. I think the big the thing that Monk has, but I, I think the thing that Monk has, which makes you really tied to, is because like the the switching of the uh, of assistance really, I think, makes you makes inherently makes it feel like it moves because it like does literally. But yeah, I th- I also think that's like gets less episodic as it goes on. Um, but no, anyway, not I, only that. Now, not only that, it's like the overarching thing for Monk, which right. is. The Trudy murder. You, that there, yeah. Yes. Yeah, there is no such thing in that in sight. Um, but anyway, uh, Andre, we're going to be able to follow you on Twitter. We're not calling <laughs> it follow, X. You can follow me at Andre Barrera. And you can follow me at Jay Christie. Please rate, subscribe, share this with the biggest psych fan in your life. And join us next time. I think this episode actually will come out on a Thursday, so I apologize. But join us next time uh, as we talk Tuesday the 17th. Bye.